Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us on the line now, Avi K, guide for the Kotel Institute of Jerusalem. Avi, good afternoon to you. As always, thanks for joining us on a Thursday afternoon. Great to have you on board. Great to be back, Mark. Right, so uh, I'm looking at a headline here at the Western Wall tonight, a prayer gathering for the safe return of the hostages, no doubt all focused on this horrific war taking place at the moment. It starts in about six minutes' time, and yes, okay. definitely a, a heartfelt prayer for, for peace, a heartfelt prayer for the hostages to come home safely, and really that's that's what, what it's all about. I think the big yeah. difference you're going to see if you go into the Kotel camp Mm-hmm. Is that two weeks ago, um, at the prayers for Sukkot, there were tens of thousands of people at the, uh, at the Kotel. Today, you are going to find that there are very, very few people. I was there from about 10.30 till 4 o'clock, 10.30 this morning, till about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Sure. Um, and there were a handful of people coming through. Last week, it was restricted, as I said to you, at about 100 people at any time. Right. And now it's really open, but there are very, very few people. The the Kotel Plaza is empty, and the Kotel itself, um, as usual, there's often more women down at the front of the Kotel, but the mm. men's side just, just looks eerily empty. Um, a sense that all her children are out doing what they need to do. Right. And it's really those who come on a religious basis, and I say that in a metaphorical way, those who are there day in and day out um, are, are coming there. But, Michael, what we did today at the Kotel, which was really special, was that um, I don't know if you know that a lot of the people who lived on the Gaza envelope and roundabout Stirot area mm-hmm. have been evacuated, and a lot of yes, them are living yeah. in hotels. Mm-hmm. In, in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So what the Kotel is doing is going hotel by hotel and inviting these families to the Kotel for a day where they do all the different tours. Okay. They experience all the different um, um, experiences that mm. the Kotel has to offer. Mm-hmm. And they gear it for older people and for younger people and for children. So they're really working very hard to – and they're working it out. They're flying by the seat of the pants, so to speak. As sure. the groups come through, so we're working out what works, what doesn't work, and to make sure that we just give them a great experiences. Right. So the buses arrive in the morning, they met in the parking lot, they're broken up into groups, and then they go, they go through, and at the end there's, you know, a little bit of music, a little bit of singing, and um, I, instead of standing on the side, I actually walked around, just wanted to mingle in the group. And children are playing with each other as if it's another day in kindergarten. Right. And yet there's a lot of mothers standing there with their eyes closed, you know, fervently mm. praying, play, praying that this nightmare comes to an end. Right. Um, and um, there's also just a sense of calm, a sure. sense of peace, and a sense of hoping that things will, will improve mm. um, and get better. But, Mike, another thing that I learned today, which I didn't know, and I'm sure very few people do know, is that there are a group of people who sit at the closest point that one can get to what was then the Holy of Holies in the temple every morning at, I think, 2.30 or 3.30 a.m., and they recite the entire book of Psalms of King David. So that's the book of Tehillim. They do it for about two, two and a half hours, and part of that recital is reading all the names of the people 
who either are not well and in hospital and need a, a complete recovery, all those who are captured and need to be released, or unfortunately those where we don't know where they are, sure. whether they have been unfortunately killed and we haven't found them yet, mm -hmm. or they are part of the captured. And that happens every single morning that this group of righteous people get together, and that's what they do. Uh, but, Mike, to, to sum it up, the sense at the Kotel today wasn't one of sadness or desperation. Mm. It was almost one, one of piety, one of, like, my children, go out and do what you need to do. I will always be here, and I'll right. be here to welcome you right. when you come back. But it was sad just to see so few people there mm, and mm. absolutely no tourists yeah, it seems uh, it's a, it's a place now of uh, of solitude a place now of quiet and comfort so to speak what you mentioned now when they went out and got people to at least come to the hotel uh, i guess that is the role if i can put it that way for the impression i get from what you've just uh, told us avi that that is the role that um the Qatar will now play during this time of uh, of this vicious war going on. Uh, Avi, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon just to give us uh, some sense of what is happening at the Western Wall during these uh, trying times. Avi K, guide for the Qatar Institute of Jerusalem.